Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is. Greg, hey, how you doing? Jonathan, I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing so well. It's so nice to see your face and hear your voice. and Likewise. And to be here for another, for, uh, for those who uh, who are regulars, you know what this is. And if this is your first time, welcome to Tasty Gents. Welcome to Tasty Gents. And who yeah. are we again, Tasty Gents? Um, we are some unbelievably tasteful gentlemen oh, uh, in both look in our struts. No, um, it's uh, this. No, this is a this is a podcast where uh, where Greg, uh, uh, my my co-host and I, uh, Jonathan, I am Jonathan. Um, we talk about uh, mostly food. We talk a lot about food uh, uh-huh. and also about uh, but also about life and travel and experiences and everything yeah. in between. All the fun this, stuff. This is our our Palm Springs to Seattle podcast is what we've mm-hmm. been calling it. And uh, uh, right now, Jonathan and his wife, Andrea, spend half their year in Palm Springs and half their, uh, their year in Seattle. I am currently full time in Palm Springs after being ha- doing that split thing. So uh, yeah. both of those cities, I think, are part of our of our vibe. It is part of our vibe. And it's oh, yeah, a good vibe. Sure. Yeah. Good vibe. Yeah. yeah. And what are we going to talk about today, Greg? I'm glad that you asked. Uh, <laughs> because we are, uh, like much of the United States, we are in the summer heat right mm-hmm. now. Palm Springs certainly is, has been for a month or two. I know you're up in Seattle um, and you guys are feeling the heat as well. So we're going to talk about the food we like to prepare, cook, and eat based on what season it is. That's right. Yeah, based on our seasons, because it certainly does change, right? I mean, you could, with uh, modern fast food, eat the same thing year round, but yuck to do that. I yeah. know, yeah. Well, and we, and of course, we we landed on this topic, and and for those of you who don't know, uh, listeners, um, we have the the Tasty Gents research team, the R and D wing, if you will, <laughs> that spends hours and hours and hours every uh, every day and every, every week day. researching topics for us. Um, uh, but in fact, the way we, even with all that research, what we end up doing is making sort of a decision when we get on the phone. And when it turned out that both Jonathan and I currently have gazpacho in the refrigerator, we thought yeah. there was a seasonal food conversation to be had. So um, let's start there, actually. Tell yeah. me about your gazpacho. Well, uh, as you know, uh, we also have our son Bjorn with us for right now uh, while he continues his uh, his uh, journey uh, through education. Yes. And... Um, and he, and he was home and he had a class um, that he needed to uh, bring in some food for. It was the last day of class. And he said, I'm going to make gazpacho because it's hot out. So he made and, you know, he's 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 an ambitious 21 year old. Yeah. And he decided, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do a lot of it. So he took our largest pot, which is something you could you know, cook an elk in. And he decided, to, and he, I think he bought out all the tomatoes in the store. He bought all the, he bought all the ingredients and it was enough for an army. So we are eating down the last of what was this incredible amount of despacho. Um, but it was really good for the volume that he made. I was really impressed for the, for the quality uh, of nice. it as well. It was really delicious. So of course there, and so uh, listeners, if you're unfamiliar, gazpacho is a chilled soup 
um, uh, I think Spanish, Spanish yep. origin. Spanish, that's right. Very often, uh, uh, and usually I would say tomatoes are the base of it, and then it's got other stuff in it as well. What What's in yours? And I'll, and I'll do the same, but because I'll tell you about my experience of, of coming to it. But well, you know, I, that's a good question. I wish I wish Bjorn were here to tell you um, what's in it's a, it's a bunch of deliciousness. I can tell you that when I had it, but sure. it's obviously it's tomato based. And then, um, you know, and gazpacho changes uh, in, in, in what goes in it based on region of yeah. Spain that you were in and the town and also what's fresh. Um, mm -hmm. But oftentimes it'll have a uh, tomato, um, cucumber, yes. um, you know, sometimes they'll put bread in it. Right. And, and you'll, yes. you'll mix in uh, some delicious uh, bread, like day old bread, um, yeah. salt, you know, and this is a, this is a, 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 a farmer's lunch. Like this yes. is something that on a hot day when you're out in the field and you're harvesting and you're planting, you're working the fields, you would then have something nice and cool and refreshing right. uh, uh, for, uh, to go with your lunch. And so mm -hmm. um, that's, that's what we're doing. Now, Not that we're farming, but yes, <laughs> yeah. when I, when I, when I get out of my chair from doing, you know, documentation work on the computer and I'm like, wow, I need something refreshing after all that sweating under all that. Sweating. I was typing so hard. <laughs> um, now, did Bjorn make uh, a chunky or a smooth gazpacho? It is. It's chunky. In fact, okay. in fact. So what he did? <laughs> what he did because we don't we don't have a up here. We have we have a food processor, a Cuisinart. It's down in Palm Springs, ah. so we don't have one up here. What we have, however are two immersion blenders. And so I want you to, listeners, think about this. Here's my six foot three, um, you know, uh, Viking looking son with, you know, shoulder length blonde, you know, hair. And he's got this true. huge this vat. And he takes, and he has one immersion hand, blender in each hand. <laughs> and he's <laughs> into uh, uh, creating this, this gazpacho. Um, and he said it was, it was, it was, it was really, he said it was, he was glad he was wearing a red shirt. Ah, I'm sure he he made quite a mess, um, but sure. he cleaned it up. He cleaned it up when we came home. There was there was no mess. Well, I did as I normally do when approaching a recipe. I've made gazpacho before, um, mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily have a favorite approach. But I did what I do, which is I watch some YouTube videos, and there yeah. are gazpacho recipes that are literally there. The only tool is a knife. You chop all the vegetables, you put them all in the fridge, and let let them marinate with olive oil and sherry. Uh, sherry vinegar is what I saw very commonly. Mm. And that's what I use in mine. So you, you mix all that together and put it in the fridge and let it all kind of marry together. And then they, and then you're done. And mm. there were some sort of natural um, uh, juice, you know, will sort of make it a little liquidy, but it ends up being um, very chunky, very stew-like, if you will. Yeah. And then some that are blended and mine. So mine was blended, um, mm. even up to uh, blended and then run through a chinois, um, to make it super duper silky smooth. And this just- another... I'm sorry, did you say chinois? I can you explain that for everyone else? Because I obviously know what it is, but anyone who might be- chinois is, A chinois is a strainer and it is um, mm. uh, conical, which is to say shaped like a cone. Mm. And so it's very common in making uh, very smooth soups and bisques. Um, and I will say that part of the the awful history of, uh, of the world um, in some- uh, recipes, if you have recipe books from the 50s, it's called a china cap. Oh my. Yeah, but okay. uh, but it's it's basically a strainer. It's a it's a strainer where uh, it, it, it focuses everything down into the bottom of the cone. Right. Um, I did not do that. I don't own chinois. It ends up being one of those things that you, uh, it, I would use once a year and I don't have enough storage for that. But mm. I do own a blender. 
And uh-huh. so uh, what I did is I went down to the farmer's market here in Palm Springs where I had not been before. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, this is the perfect opportunity. So I went literally looking, as you say, for what was in season. So tomatoes and cucumbers, I think are pretty standard. Yeah. Um, I got those. Um, I also put in uh, green onions because um, mm-hmm. I, I saw one recipe that, that recommended green onions and I thought not quite as, um, as potent as a regular onion, but I like the t- flavor of green onions. So I got those in there. Um, what else went in there? Uh, the, the, the key thing that went as I was in line at the farmer's market at this one farm stand and I had all my vegetables, the cukes, um, some bell pepper. I had a couple of red bell peppers that went in there too. And uh, I was up near the front and they had all the herbs and I love mm. parsley. And it still oh, cracked yeah. me up that, you know, for much of my young life, parsley was a garnish. Nobody I knew ever ate it um, <laughs> right. just be on the side of a restaurant plate. But the parsley looked beautiful, so I grabbed a bunch. And also the mint looked beautiful, and I grabbed oh, a bunch of mint. Yeah. So I think mint is not traditional, but it is in my gazpacho. And there's and there's enough of it in there that you know it. Like, you're like, oh, that's an interesting, I wasn't expecting mint. Oh, how very cool. It's amazing. And then a super decent glug or two of olive oil and sherry wine vinegar or sherry vinegar mm-hmm. um, uh, and salt and pepper. And it was fantastic and then put it in the Vitamix and blended it up. Um, yeah. I was pretty happy with it. So that was my, probably my summeriest dish so far this summer. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that, and that's it. Like, of course in the summer it's harvest time. This is the time when all of your vegetables are fresh. This is just the time of year for, for that kind of stuff. And so, right. so gazpacho yeah. uh, is, is a note is a, you know, an easy thing to do. Um, if you haven't made it before listener, um, try it out, find a recipe. So it's, easy. it's super simple to do. And I'll tell you on a hot day, it is just, it's great. It's really refreshing. Um, and I yes. will add a point there that, oh, yeah. uh, we, so we have a neighbor, our neighbor, Michael, um, hmm. yeah, no who's here, uh, he and his husband, um, are in the summer. They're mostly at their home in Colorado but they were actually here. And Michael uh, said, made a really great comment. I said to him, I forget where we're going, we're hanging out. And he said, isn't it just like salsa? And that's a great (laughs) question because salsa also has tomato and also has some kind of onion, maybe not cucumber, um, and and sort of gets chopped up and blended together. Um, But the flavor profile is not salsa. Um, So if you're, if you're thinking, if you're hearing us describe it and you're sort of picturing, you know, dipping uh, chips into it, I suppose you could. But that's yeah. not the, the flavor profile. It was quite good. You know what I have done with gazpacho because we had, you know, Bjorn, God bless him, he made so much of it. Um, is I I used it over. Um, I mixed it in with noodles and um, and olive oil, and then I added oh and garlic. We always we do have garlic in ours as well. Um, yeah, in our gazpacho. Yep. So, um, but I but we were out of red sauce, and instead of a a hot noodle dish, I made a cold noodle salad, and I I mixed it in with the gazpacho, and I I I thought it was excellent. That's awesome. So yeah. I know. By the way, mine also had bread, a slice of the sourdough bread that I make, um, got chopped up and put it in. You make so, yes, bread. Um, I'm making bread today. Actually, it's right over there. I can smell it. Can you? That, that's what that was. <laughs> I wish. I always love coming in your house and 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 kind of I kind of know what your day's been like by what all the wonderful smells that, that hit me as soon as the door opens. Well, you uh, know, since I had my kitchen remodeled and listener, we've talked about that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now this, it, this is going to seem really obvious, but not all of the kitchens here where Jonathan, Andrea and I live are vented to the outside. The stoves are not vented to the outside, but yeah. mine now is. Mm-hmm. That means that whoever was walking down that little alley next to my house last night mm-hmm. smelled what? Banana bread. Banana. 
Yep. So you made you made your grandmother's banana bread. I made my grandmother's banana bread. Yeah. And I now did I see because you, you posted some pictures on the Facebook page. And so if anybody, by the way, um, uh, wants to see uh, what Greg and, are up, uh, and I are up to outside of this, we have a Facebook page. You can join it. It costs uh, $15 a month. Oh, no, wait, it's free. No, it's free. No, it's not. It's free. It's yeah. free. Much like these podcasts. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but, exactly the same amount for the podcast. That's right. Yeah. One low, low price of your time. <laughs> um the uh but was the recipe written on a apron it is yeah actually it was written originally on a piece of paper uh and one of my cousins um it is in my grandmother's handwriting uh because i have her handwriting also for the pickle recipe that i make um yeah. I make her as well oh so she wrote it yeah. down they took a, they got a photograph of that piece of paper and then superimposed that had that printed onto um aprons for all of the grandkids oh how wonderful that's so, a yeah. very sweet thing to do it's pretty neat that's yeah. pretty neat yeah so it was oh, my, it was it was a, a pleasure to uh to think of my grandmother she only died a few years ago she died at 104 and a half um wow uh, and she was amazing for a long list of reasons uh and it was great to make her banana bread yeah and you've made her and i want to say they're victoria pickles is that virginia pickles Virginia chunks. Um, Virginia it's it's chunks, a, yeah. a recipe for pickles. And this is also a summer thing for me, although it's interesting. So when I was in Seattle in the summer, right about now, um, pickling cucumbers are available in farmer's markets. So yeah. as you were saying, summer is the time of harvest. And pickling cukes don't always show up in grocery stores. So farmer's markets are a great place to get them. So now is when I would normally, normally make my grandmother's pickle. Um, they're called Virginia chunks. If you put Virginia chunks in a Google, you can get a recipe. It's a 14-day pickle which just means that it soaks in brine for 14 days before you finish it up. Um, I've been making them for years. I always have a few jars around. Mm. Um, uh, I did not pickle this year because I had like 10 jars um, left and that'll probably get me to next summer. Yeah. But yeah. I make that. That was her recipe and I make those as well. Yeah. And I'm thinking we can probably put a dent in those pickles when Andrew and I are back in town because yes. uh, yes. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a pickle lover. So, um, so, so summer. Oh yeah. So, so, uh, so, so gazpachos, so pickles, um, we uh, we have salads year round. We're we're a big salad family, um, but we really go all out in the summer. And so rather than having uh, the salad on the side, it becomes our main most of the time, the main dish and kind of the star of the show. But then we'll do a lot with it. So yeah. um, and we have a wonderful farmer's market that we went to when we lived on on Bainbridge. We have uh, we live in West Seattle now. So we have a really cool farmer's market. Um, in downtown West Seattle, they, every Sunday they close they close down one of the main junctions. Oh, that's so cool! And it's about two blocks of awesomeness, yeah. uh, right right there in downtown. So, and we always come back with whatever fresh vegetables, and that becomes yeah. part of part of what our salads look like for the rest of the week. And and then we'll just pop on some grilled chicken or some salmon or you know, whatever we have. I'm not as big. I'm not a big salad person for a variety yeah. of reasons. But the other thing I do a lot of in the summer is fruit. And mm. so there, there's, you know, right now, of course, in grocery stores and at the farmer's market, there's berries. I got some amazing blueberries um, from mm. the farmer's market when I got all the gazpacho recipe, uh, uh, ingredients. And um, I've been making homemade granola um, mm. for some time now. So uh, granola with yogurt and fresh blueberries has been my breakfast for oh my a few days in a row. Um, and then just whatever, like stone fruit, peaches and plums that are there, I just have them all the time in the house right now because while they're fresh, I love getting them. Yeah. 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 I, I love fruit too in the, in, in the summer. So in this, you know, and, and it's, um, 
you know, up here, obviously Washington, lots of apples and lots of, but yeah. a lot of stone fruits as well. So we get, and and then just the berries, we just go crazy for the berries. My favorite, one of my favorite, you know, well, my favorite breakfast is a bowl of chili with an egg on it, but that's not relevant here. One of my favorite We're breakfasts. We're to talk about that another time because I'm going to need to know more, but keep going. Is, is granola and with either yogurt or I think it's pronounced kefir. Yeah. And it's that, yeah. And it's that yogurt. It's like pseudo yogurt, pseudo milk. It's this kind of run. It's like runny yogurt, um, yeah. and uh, and 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 put that over it with with some fresh uh, with some fresh berries. Oh nice. man, I tell you, yeah, it's that's great. one of my favorites as well. And I love granola. I love oats. I eat oatmeal when it's chilly. I eat hot oatmeal when it's not chilly. I eat granola, um, yeah. or uh, I actually very commonly eat cold oatmeal. Just this is a summer thing for me as well. Mm. Just pour milk over rolled oats. And put that in the fridge for a couple of hours. I know people do it overnight, and I'm not that patient. Um, and then a little dollop of maple syrup, and then some fruit on top. Uh, yeah. So the oatmeal never cooks, but it softens up in the milk, and I love that too. Oh, yeah. I ha- we haven't had granola in the house in a good six months. We gotta get some granola, man. I went and visited my stepmother and she had made a batch of her own granola. And it reminded me that I hadn't done it in years and that I literally had all the ingredients at home to do it. So as soon as I got home, I made a huge sheet pan of granola and I've been eating it for about the past three weeks. Is it easy to do? So incredibly easy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, hippie didn't, it wasn't invented by hippies. Probably. I think yeah. that's right. That feels um, right. That feels right. So rolled oats. So I can even give it like rolled oats as two or three cups, whatever you want. Um, my, mine has coconut. So, a handful of coconut, um, some almonds. I use raw almonds because they end up toasting in the oven. Yeah, um, and then some kind of chopped fruit, but don't put that in yet. Um, so oats, almonds, coconut. Yep, and then uh, a lot of recipes will call for oil as well as some kind of sweetener. I don't use an oil. I'll just put in about a third of a cup of maple syrup, hmm. and then stir it all up just so that you could like you could press it into snowballs. It, it doesn't want to stick very easily but you could sort of press it together. So it's got a little bit of stick to it. Yeah. Um, and then spread that out across a baking sheet um, and bake it at a low temperature. I do 275 Fahrenheit for about half hour, 40 minutes right. um, till it gets kind of golden brown. And then, oh, and a little pinch of cinnamon in there as well. Okay. And when it gets golden brown, mix in, uh, the current batch has chopped dried apricots oh. um, or raisins or whatever other dried fruit you've got. And then you're yeah. done, that's it, granola, check. Easy. Yeah. So I recommend it. Super easy. Oh. You can find a thousand recipes online. I got to do it. Um, okay. We haven't, we've been intending to talk about all the seasons. We spent a lot of our time so far just on summer. Um, have we? We have. Yes. We're, yes. <laughs> are we getting close to time? We can't be close to We're time. not getting close to time, but we are at about 20 minutes. Out um, of 30? Okay. Out of 30. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you know what? Let's stick with summer then. Uh, and, let's and let's let's, let's and then let's, do the other seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Why should we rush? Why rush yeah. through it? We, we have time in summer. Let's keep going. What Ooh. else? Do you, what else do you like? So we, we talked a little bit. You like granola in the mornings, delicious. Yep. And thank you for the yep. recipe. We have, we have gazpacho covered um, salads or no salads. Other things that we like. Um, what, what do you like? Do you have a refreshing? And I know. So you 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 don't drink alcohol. However, do you have a refreshing refreshing mocktail that you do in the summer more often than others, or something that that's really nice when when you're in the heat? I do. So what's that? I have a soda stream, which is a machine that makes carbonated water. Okay. Um, and and so you can buy different flavorings for it. But what I actually uh, will do is make homemade ginger ale. So oh get my. a fresh piece of ginger and peel it, 
and then um, uh, slice it thin and simmer it in sugar water mm -hmm. for a really long time. Uh, and at, at the at the end of that experience, you've got two things. You've got candied ginger. So then take the ginger out and put it on a rack and let it dry. And you've got oh. candied ginger. But the sugar water at that point that's been that's had the, the ginger simmering in it, add a couple of tablespoons of that to a glass of sparkling water, and that is homemade ginger ale. Oh my and gosh. It's so very good. Yeah. It's I like that because you know what's in it. There's no question. You know, I, I think yeah. that most of the ginger ales that I would that I would buy, you know, good old Canada dry or whatever, right. um, is probably mostly okay. But that is very yeah. simple. Well, and it's also a, it's a different flavor, you know, with, with fresh ginger and and the way it's, it gets done, and you get to control how how sweet or not sweet you want it. You mm -hmm. know, maybe you want like a larger dollop of uh, of the sugar water, maybe you don't. Actually, I have some. So simple syrup is what it ends up being, right? Simple yeah. syrup is just a, an equal mix of sugar and water. The simple syrup I have in the fridge right now that I've been having with with club soda is uh, sugar and basil. Oh. So. Um, I, I forget what I used that for, but I did it. I used it for something else. Yeah. Um, and then just kept the sugar water to make uh, summer drinks with. This is, this is a little off the thing because it's not, but, but one thing, because you talked about infusing basically, right. The flavor yeah. of the ginger and the sugar water. And what I've been doing just, just for giggles, because we have so many wonderful, so much, you know, mint coming out and also beautiful basil, um, rosemary, like it's going out of style. Um, and mm -hmm. thyme, other these other herbs is I've been um, I've been making butters, and then I'll so I'll just take a regular thing of butter, and I'll throw in uh, maybe some thyme and rosemary, or I'll try just um, you know just some others, and uh, and you just you just melt it down, you let it go for a little bit. I'm not looking to clarify the butter, you know. I'm not I'm not going. I could if I you know if I if, if I wanted to run through the process, which which isn't that hard, um, but I've just been then removing the stems. And then, uh, and then pouring it directly into its own little jar, and then I'm uh, not kidding. And I'll tell you, um, it's a hit. So, <laughs> and I use this rosemary thyme butter on popcorn, and Whoa. yeah, and I'll use it. And then, um, and then if I'm uh, making, uh, I'll oftentimes make uh, an egg for eggs for Bjorn and Andrea, and I'll and I'll I'll just fry it in some of that some of that delicious mm. butter and it really just makes a big difference like they're, they're eating it like what, is, what what's going on their eyes light up and so this oh, is that's... different than a compound butter where you would take softened cold butter and mix in uh herbs um that you would maybe put over a steak or something like that you you're actually simmering the mm -hmm. or, or melt melting and to some degree cooking the herbs in the butter and then it congeals again when you when you put it in the correct yeah. yeah i let it cool yeah i let it cool enough that it's not gonna that's not that, that, that it'll pour evenly because if you if you if it's still really hot you've separated some of the some of the fats from uh, sure. the, the liquids and then it doesn't really mix very well so I let right. it cool so that it comes back together and then I um, I pour it into its own little jar. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. Try oh, that. it's good, and it's it, obviously it's the simplest thing in the world to do. You know, you're just yeah. basically melting butter and simmering the. Well, and that's one of the things I I I like about you know. And, and you and I, this is true for both you and I, and I've certainly seen you do it, where you you get good enough in the kitchen, good enough at, at sort of with ingredients and things that you start to recognize when you can make something simple. Like, so I, I've got basil flavored, basil infused simple syrup in the fridge right now that I'm yeah. using and, you know, like randomly here and there. And you've got this, this, this uh, herbed butter that you've made to use. 
it's as you say, it's just one of those things that you can do quickly and easily, especially if you have some herbs maybe that are going bad or that yeah. they aren't going to last much longer. What a great way to make something that you can keep in the fridge. Yeah. And just as you say, make scrambled eggs with that. What? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And the and and I did a I did a I did a basil one and we had um salted basil popcorn. So Ooh, just nice. fun, just fun stuff. It, it's just a little yeah. bit different. You don't need a lot, but you really, it, it really makes a big difference. So, um, but anyway, that that's a little sidetrack, but, uh, um, yeah. but it's just fun. It's something fun to do. What else for you for summer? So is mm. there a, a beverage like a wine? When I was drinking wine, uh, Vino Verde was a favorite wine of mine. Oh, more Vino Verde, more yeah. of a spring wine, but you know, a, a really light carbonation and just had this fresh, flavor is there a, is there a wine or a cocktail for you that you really enjoy in the summer oh I miss well it. vino verde absolutely and that thank you for reminding me of that because we we had uh more than our fair share in spain and then uh came back <laughs> as we should um and then and then you know uh and i didn't know actually that you could get it in the united states but i guess it's probably oh yeah easy to get yeah um i had uh, the benefit but, of being a waiter for a long time and so i did a lot i did i've done a lot of wine tastings and the yeah. last place i worked in seattle loved its wine list and so i'd never heard of vino verde before working at that restaurant um but then i became a fan yeah yeah it's delicious uh that's great green wine yeah yeah it's just green wine yeah basically yep. it, it, and so it, it's a white wine but the but the but the yes. grapes are still green they're still not mm -hmm. right yeah. yeah so it's, oh, it's uh, very very young um the uh but we know what i like because going back to fruits is uh daiquiris so oh, we'll make you know so and what's what school. oh yeah and so we will make uh we'll make we'll make a nice batch um and you know and and whatever the fresh fruit is uh, I, I love raspberries a big raspberry fan um obviously marion berries which i recently learned and maybe you knew this because you know more than i do but that the marion berry was actually a a, a berry invented on the uh in oregon by uh one of the universities I didn't and, know that. It's a hybrid. I thought it was just a pretentious additional berry that was unnecessary, which is, by the way, what I think about Rainier cherries. But we probably shouldn't go down that path. Well, we'll talk about that later. We should <laughs> we should have a pretentious berry talk. Yeah. We should have pretentious berry. <laughs> Welcome to pretentious berry talk with Jonathan and Greg. <laughs> if you don't know where Marion berries come from, you're probably not supposed to be here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretentious. Um, I, I learned that and I, but they, but then they went, they went crazy. We used to pick Marion berries on, on Bainbridge when I was a kid growing up and I'd bring them home. We had, you know, we had blackberries and huckleberries and all the other stuff. Uh, anyway, so, but, uh, but daiquiris. Yeah. So daiquiris, uh, whatever berries we have available. I like those. Um, and, and also rum, right? Yeah. Got it. That's yep. right. Oh, yep. That sounds delicious. And, and it is. And the other thing that says summer to me is limoncello. So Ooh, there's really? you're sitting outside and we make our own. We've got our own limoncello. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we used to, it, we still, we still see them often because we're down there quite a bit, but um, on where um, my in-laws, uh, Bill and Joan live yes, on their property, they have these beautiful Meyer lemon trees. And so, yes. we would, and, and, and they have a picker that's available for checkout at the golf pro store. So you go in and say, can I check out the picker? You get the picker, you go out and you take a bag and you just start picking all of these lemons for free. You get bags and bags of them. And then, and then uh, it's, you know, it's super simple to make and we make it with these fresh, fresh California lemons. My friends, uh, Kat and Trenton uh, made limoncello. I don't know if they still do, but they gave mm -hmm. me a bottle one year and I savored it. Oh, savored every drop. It was so good. We should yeah. make it. It's super fun. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. We made, um, we did this for our friends. Uh, we made Skittle cello, 
um, <laughs> where we took, well, because basically it's sugar, water, and flavoring, and then and vodka, right? It just sits yeah. there. And so a Skittle is basically two-thirds of that recipe in one Skittle. So we got right. one of those two-pound bags, separated the colors, and we made five different colors, whatever oh. the number is. Yeah, it was very, That's it was cool. wildly popular with our friends, and we, we that we learned a lot about. Yeah, the people that really kind of fought for the red for the red and the green. Interesting. Uh, were they discernibly different from one another? Oh yeah. Oh, in, in, a, blind, were... in a blind taste test, you could yeah. tell that. I don't think there are people that eat Skittles one at a time, and there's people that eat them by the handful. I'm a handful person, so yeah. I've never tried to differentiate the colors from each other flavor wise. It's worth. You know what? We should have that. We should we should do a Skittle taste off, a blind Skittle right. challenge, a blind taste testing of Skittles. Sure. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about si I'm all about science and experimentation, as you know. That's right, and then then, then that's yeah. That's right. We'll use the scientific method. Right? Yes, I don't know what that is, but we'll look it up. I do entirely. I <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. Um, but that's yeah. That's that's what we like. Yeah, we like we like daiquiris and limoncello, and you know, really nice all those things. Sure. The other thing I'm I'm getting into a little bit um, is grilling, and I've never been a big oh. grilling person. Yeah. Um, not for any real reason, uh, but um, you know, my, when my kitchen was was being being remodeled and I didn't have a stove, I I got a grill, and so um, I've done some fun things out there on the grill. I've it, as simple, just as you were talking about salads, as simple as you know, grilling a chicken breast to put on to whatever else I'm having, um, or uh, shrimp skewers. I've got a bag yeah. of frozen shrimp in the in the freezer that thawed out, put on skewers, um, do really, really nicely on a salad. I said, I'm not a, not a big salad person, but I have been eating some salad lately because it's mm -hmm. been good. Mm -hmm. um, so grilling is the thing I've been doing more of, but that's such a, it's such a thing I want to learn more about, learn more about, do more of, because um, I haven't done much uh, in my life. So that's feel it. That's been a summer, a summer thing for me. I think it'll be yeah. more when it's less hot. It's still pretty hot outside right now. So it's not really pleasant to hang out outside. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah, you had to pretty much grill at 6 a.m. Yes. Everyone's coming over like, what is going alarm. on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting up at 2, grilling out. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I like, you know what I like? I miss grilling. I don't have a grill because we're, we're in small places now. And I, I, I can get one in Palm Springs, but we haven't done it yet. Um, and I like uh, grilling vegetables, uh, fruits and vegetables. Uh, and Ooh. so I like um, a grilled pineapple, which then... Uh, once you get a nice char on it, you chop it up into small bits and you put it over vanilla ice cream, and then oh, it's 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 pretty yummy. It's still warm. It's still kind of it's it's juicy. Yeah. You know, you don't do, you do it enough so that it's, it's, it hasn't dried out. It's just real juicy yeah. still. And oh yeah, that's that's a nice great. summer dessert. I've had grilled pineapple, but I've never made grilled pineapple. I have, however, grilled peaches and mm -hmm. then serve them with vanilla ice cream. Oh yeah. That yeah. is a some that's a bit of summer magic right there. That is absolutely that, that that's the word for it, magic. Yeah. It is. And yeah. The thing is, when you guys are back down here in Palm Springs where it's sunny and warmer mm -hmm. the, uh, the winter seasons, we can have some of these, maybe some of these summer things will make their way into uh the winter season because Palm Springs allows that. It does allow that. It's kind of made for it. So I think, yeah, let's do that. We'll do uh we'll do yeah, yeah. we'll do and uh, I think we're Actually, I think we're at time, Jonathan, believe it or oh, not. Man, Our fast. attempt to talk about uh, all four seasons was entirely taken up by summer, which is not a bad thing. Not a terrible thing. And summer, thanks for being there for us. Thanks, summer. Yeah. It's not just a season. It's not it's a state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's indeed. Yeah. Talk about fall. We'll get into that next time, or maybe we'll wait until fall to do it. But right now, 
It felt good to talk about summer food. And I'm going to go eat some leftover gazpacho. I'm going to do the same. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We'll take pictures. We'll we'll share them up on Facebook. Yes. Um, Okay. Yeah. Uh, listeners, thanks thanks for joining again. Another episode of Tasty Gents. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you, or we probably would be, but then it'd be yeah. really sad. It'd be it'd super be sad. Yeah, yeah we're, glad, we're glad that you're here, Jonathan. As always, it's a pleasure to hang out with you for this half hour. It's fantastic, Greg. All right, bye, everyone. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.